1: This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com.
2: Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science and enjoyment of craft beer yeah what's wrong with the beer we got now here are your hosts tim dennis and brian hewitt and welcome to the
3: beer guys radio show we are broadcasting for the beer guys radio studios in marietta georgia and this week we're talking with steady hand beer company i am tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host brian hewitt
1: Hey Tim. So joining us today we have Brian Sullivan, a founder and the brewmaster of Steady Hand Brew Beer Company. We're going to talk about flower business, especially the tangerine variety, beer collaborations for a good cause, R and D beer, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll even get to like mushroom foraging. Of course, as like you that. do.
3: Yeah, as you do. Yeah. yeah.
1: Brian, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Oh, thanks Be-keeping. for having me. Yeah.
3: beekeeping, well. Mushroom foraging. It's all the buzz. All the good stuff. Brian, how are you doing, sir? See, I'm doing good. good I'm good. happy to be here. This is awesome. Yeah. You guys let me come and hang out. We did. You brought beer, so we're good. You're man. always welcome hey. when you bring beer. Yeah. Yes. That gets
4: you through the door, it right? It does. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. You, you knew the cost of admission when you came over here, it's, so we're good with that. Yeah, man. So we're actually sipping one of your beers right now. We are into your... Confirmed humanity, a foggy lager. What's a foggy lager? Yeah, that's a really good question. So this is kind of a hybrid style between
4: uh, some of the aromatics of a hazy IPA and that crisp kind of finish of a lager. So there's a little bit of weed in there that kind of throws that extra haze. And, uh, you know, I I didn't want the the bitterness or anything to linger. I just wanted some hop aromatics to kind of boost those, a little bit of citra in there,
1: and then let it finish clean. Let it do it, man. Yeah, it's It's clean, but you've got the hoppy flavor there. So I dig it, man. I dig it. Will we be seeing more foggy loggers or I hope so. Okay.
4: Right. Why not? We'll see. You more. Know? Yeah. I mean, might as well,
1: right? Absolutely. A what double is and triple foggy logger?
3: Now, confirmed yeah. humanity, is that like a Turing test kind of thing, but for beer? Or? Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, like you get on those websites, and it's like, oh, you're, we can uh, let you to the next yes. stage if you can confirm your humanity. You're like, you're not a robot. And they're yes. like, well, I'm going to release this during this COVID world because I'm like, we should confirm, confirm humanity. humanity. You know? like,
3: I'm still not sure, to be quite honest with right.
1: you. Right. So, you about know. yourself or about it, about Just humanity li- in oh, general.
3: okay. As a generality, I think.
1: That we're all robots? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Very, I, well, I mean, we all know birds aren't real. Oh, the, so, yeah, that much I mean, is a given. We all know those well, are robots. So Surveillance we'll machines? Oh, yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Brian, you do anything interesting this week, man? Exciting beers or events or anything?
4: Uh, let's see. What do we got going on this week? Yes, Saturday we are releasing a special version of our lager uh, for the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation, cool. their Starry Night yeah. event. Uh, nice. So they light uh, different lanterns depending on um, it's it's really for the families of kids going through uh, pediatric brain cancer. And it's a, it's a, it's a brutal situation, right? And it's, Absolutely. It, you know, it's a sure. lot of the stuff we're just going on with, you know, charities in general and COVID situation and it's, it gives us some good perspective, like. Somebody's got it worse than we do. Sure.
3: That, and, and I it's... saw you guys work with a few charities, and we'll definitely talk about that more as we as we get into things. Some cool stuff there. Absolutely. Brian, how was your week, sir?
1: You know, it wasn't terribly eventful. I kind of yeah. cut loose last week because I had some time off between day job projects. I was kind of tame this week. I, I got into a couple of interesting things, went through the cellar, got at a Bell's Consecrator Doppelbach from 2013, a 7-year-old Doppelbach. Okay. And- okay. It was still pretty good. I still right. tasted stuff in there that reminded me of how much I liked it. It it developed some a uh, little little oxidation with time, so it was not a hundred percent. But man, back in the day, it's, I love that beer. But that, that could beer. play
3: okay in a doppelbock a little bit, right? It wasn't
1: bad. It wasn't yeah. bad. Honestly, I think I served it to myself a little too warm. I think that one needed needed just a just, a, a little just bit a more. touch more. I went with a, a cellar temperature. I'm like, nah, this need a little a little more chill. Um, I mean there's that did a little bit of uh drinking over here at the Ironmonger Oktoberfest here in right. uh, yep. yeah Marietta. So they had that going on and uh you had some studio hanging out, studio time. It was drinking a, some beers, a chill yeah. weekend.
3: You know, we usually run around on Saturdays, but sometimes you're like, you know, I don't, I don't feel like running around. I'm just going to sit around. So we we cracked some beers and we played some cards and kind of hung out this, you know, this past weekend, just took it easy there. But
1: did you get out and do some stuff? I, I did get did. out a little
3: bit. So yeah. I had some family coming through town. They were going up, uh, going up to vacation in the mountains, and they drove through Atlanta. So we met up actually at the the battery where the the Brave Stadium is, Truist Park. Now it used to be SunTrust Park. we met up there, and I think it was actually the first game of the playoffs there so they had uh, if you've never been to the stadium in Atlanta we've got the battery that surrounds the stadium that's like a live work play area it's a really cool spot they have a huge green area there big open green area and like a widescreen TV and so it was packed out people watching the game you know watching the Braves and uh, we went to Terrapin Taproom that's right there at the ballpark and they've got a patio and then they've got the sliding doors that open up so really the whole restaurant kind of becomes open air and it was a gorgeous day so we had some beer and barbecue and beer barbecue and baseball brian it sounds good yeah yeah we did so it was a you know really nice time there had a good time with it so that that was about it just hung out with some family other than the you know the other stuff i had a los bravos from terrapin that was really really good okay and nice easy drinking lager so
1: great you know tim i think it's time for us to get into the beers of the week
2: now it's time for our beers of the week. Brought to you by The Nest. Craft beer and barbecue in downtown Kennesaw, Georgia. The NestKennesaw.com. Well, Brian, as
3: always, we've got great lot of beers to drink here. Steady Hand hooked us up, Brian. Thank you again, man. We've got Absolutely. plenty to go through here. We'll do our best to drink all of these, all 48. I, that's what I expect. Before you get out yeah. of here, So, But a few of them that we're going to get into, we're going to get into kind of their flagship, with the Cloudland. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you had one, you had to call a flagship probably, Yeah, I think right? it's, it's becoming that one okay. for sure. Yeah. So the Cloudland Hazy IPA, we'll get into that. We'll also do the Circles of the Sun, the, which is their blonde stout, right? And Baratza, am I saying that correct? Baratza, yeah. Baratza, which is an apple and quince sour. Right. And we are the first people outside of the brewery to taste this beer. Is that right? Uh, it's not even 24 hours old. No, I'm I'm privileged, man. We are privileged, Brian. Exactly. Yeah, It's going to be a good time. So, yeah, great. there's a few others we've got there. Your version of the black is beautiful. We've got the beer you did for the ovarian cancer research and a couple other things. So we've got plenty to drink. Absolutely. Indeed. Brian Hewitt, what's happening this week
2: in the news? What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop.
0: Extra, extra. Read all about
2: it. Time for headlines. Okay, unquestionably, my favorite
1: beer news of the week is Saturday Night Live's Sam Adams Pumpkin Ale Sketch. It's basically a parody commercial for Sam Adams where, quote, real Bostonians sample Jack O Pumpkin Ale. And all seems to go well until comedian Bill Burr samples the beer, and of course he has some choice negative things to say about that. That's before he gets into a fight with his son in the middle of the grocery store. As of the last time I checked, the video clip has two and a half million views, which includes the people from Sam Adams who have since retweeted the video to their followers. So they're on board with that. You know, I was watching TV today and I saw uh Sam Adams commercial
3: that actually I guess it's the real Bostonian thing I guess that is a thing that they do and this guy was like sitting in his driveway talking you know with his Boston accent talking about Sam Adams beer I, I was like okay this was a, this was a good parody here
1: I was unaware of the of the whole theme yeah, I guess me it too. plays a lot of places so So according to uh, Brewbound, Ball Corp. is reporting a 10 billion can shortage in the U.S. this year. So we knew there were shortages. Now we have a solid number. This is, of course, due to the increasing popularity of cans, particularly driven by the dramatic drop in keg sales due to on-premise venue shutdowns. That number is equivalent to 9% of 2019's can sales, and it's not likely to ease soon, as uh, canned beer sales are expected to re- increase 4 to 6% through 2025. AB InBev, Coke, and Pepsi are likely to weather the shortage well, but Molson Coors, Sam Adams, and everybody else on the way down is probably going to feel the pinch coming up. Oh, so, the big, yeah. Coke's going to get their cans, man. Coke, oh, Coke absolutely. Their cans, Coke and sure AB and InBev. And a quick update on the Surly situation. We talked about this before, and despite all the drama surrounding it and the outrage, Surly employees voted not to unionize 56 to 20 unfortunately it looks like surly still plans to close their beer hall on november 2nd citing losses of seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars if they stayed open through the end of the year
3: man so. they kind of have to continue to close it because if they were yeah. to go if they were to go in there and say after they vote no to a union they're yeah. like you know what Look, we, didn't know, we found some money in the couch cushions. That's right. We found some money in the couch cushions. We can keep this open. But surprising that it was that big of a margin. It really was. was it out there.
1: I thought it was just a, a done deal. But yeah, yeah. 750,000 couches. They found a dollar each it. one of, of them. lots of couches.
3: Crazy stuff.
1: So it's officially stout season again. Well, OK, it's always stout season. But the Brewery Black Tuesday is returning once again October 27th. Looks like the annual behemoth is clocking in at 19.3% this year, ABV. If you are so inclined, you can buy up to 6 750 ml bottles that day for $32 each or you can grab a couple of 16 ounce cans for $19 a piece you know i'm not really sure what i think about black tuesday in a can to be honest what's the ppo on that brian did you do the oh, math I did for not us do that the... uh, you you should be able to do this yeah you quick. keep 19 talking box, f- $19, $19 for 16, for ounce 16 ounces yeah it's more than a it's more than a dollar an ounce it's like a dollar and 10 cents or five cents an ounce maybe yeah, Something like yeah it's, it's in there Ridiculous. Man. i got
3: a calculator here that's uh
1: you keep talking. I'm, I'm I'll still figure talking. it out there. Yeah. So I think that I think Black Tuesday needs to be in a seven fifty. If if any beer needs to be in a seven fifty, it should be Black Tuesday. That's a that's a a festive occasion beer. It needs to be in a large format. The PPO on that is one dollar
3: and nineteen cents. Okay, I was close. There, so. That's ridiculous. That's a heavy PPO. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are going to take a break, but we'll be back very soon to talk with Steady Hand
2: Beer Company. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel aged, poppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing. Establishing a new standard in craft beer. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Strange
0: things are afoot at the Circle
2: K. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show.
1: Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand, so if you miss the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on all popular and unpopular podcasting apps. Now, let's get back to Steady Hand Beer Company and Brian.
3: Brian. Thank you, sir, again, for joining us, sharing your beers. We are now into – your is that Goka? Goka Benefit? Yep. Georgia
4: Ovarian Cancer Alliance. This is yep. the
3: Ovarian Cancer Beer. Cool, right. man. This is a, a good one to talk about because I shared with you before the show, I lost my mother yeah. to ovarian cancer. So this is something that's you know important to me. And I know the research when my mom – my mom passed away. She was 43. This was back in 92. Oh, wow. 92. Yeah. And I remember at the time there were some experimental drugs that uh, – they weren't approved for use, and I've heard at the time they thought they were, you know, fairly miraculous. But, you know, it's important to keep that research going, man. Do yeah, you know sure. the ice bucket challenge? That I, th- Ugh, man, you know what? I start telling a story, and then forget the punchline to it. But the bottom line is, that they had a breakthrough because of the funds raised from that.
1: Did they seriously? Yes. Oh, so, I had no idea. So
3: this this month, this is important. I'll look that up at our, during our next break so I can share that a little bit more. But it's important to keep. Funds going and research going to yeah, cure these kinds of things, man. So, how did you connect up with the uh, Georgia Ovarian Cancer Alliance? Uh, so, we got introduced to the, the to
4: the guys who who run it. Um, it really came about as uh, they they do a huge gala event every year, a big fundraiser for them, and uh, it's a bunch of chefs that get together to cook for this event. And so, we hosted the chefs at our, our brewery last fall as kind of a thank you event for for them. Kind of lets them have some beers, and you know they were doing this all. Uh, Given their, their free time and creativity to make this thing happen, and then the whole COVID thing happened, and they had to cancel their gala event. Oh, okay, you know, and uh, it was kind of like, how can we help out? You know, and it's 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 we make beer, right? So this isn't a huge like money maker for them or anything like that. And it's really just how how can we use what little leverage we've got to offer some awareness to get you know, right. if that gets in front of someone who they could take a look at the symptoms and they get a hold of like catching that disease before. Then it's all worth it, right? And That's it.
3: Yeah, I mean, with any cancer, early detection for is sure. so important. You know, know the signs to look out for. Get in there. But we'll put in our show notes on our website. We'll put a link awesome. here to them to make yeah, sure great. you know that people can get out there.
1: Does the QR code go to their website or it something does. like yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so it's on cool. the can, right So, there, so if you, so you grab right some there. cans of
3: this, you just scan the code. Make it nice and easy. Yeah. QR sure.
1: codes are making a comeback.
3: We've they talked are. about that recently.
1: Yeah. Silver lining to the pandemic, that. or I don't know. It, whatever you know, think about Panda. QR is that, codes. <laughs> is is yeah. that what's bringing them back? I, I think so, because that like, that's where all the menus are coming. Okay. That's, yeah. You oh, put that, that right. on your table, all like, it's all QR yeah. codes.
3: No. But, uh, Brian, Steady Hand Beer Company, so the name yes. comes from an old motto, Steady Hand of Victory. Yes, That sounds powerful, man. What exactly does that mean?
4: So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it comes from 16th century Ireland. Uh, my brother and I are business partners. Our family traces back to, like, southwest Ireland, to Cork area. And, and that was the old battle cry of the family, right? It's just, this is like medieval warfare type of thing, right? But, you know, for us now, it's kind of holding true to our ideals and the things that we care about, you know, the things that we want to do uh, as far as beer goes, you know. And it's really just kind of holding on to, you know, the quality and, you know, really— honing in your craft, and making that the biggest focus. Okay, so that's kind of we've, – we've twisted a little bit.
3: You know? now, I was wondering how long ago Steady Hand became an idea because as I was doing our research for the show, I found where we traded some Facebook messages back in 2016. Yeah. Kind yeah. of when that. And I noticed your Facebook page was created, I think, in 2013. Yeah. So was that the, the birth of the idea was around uh, 2013?
4: Yeah, 2013 to 15, around that age. It okay. was kind of like uh, – I moved down here from Wisconsin in 2015 to get the brewery started. And I was brewing in in northern Wisconsin and I was just I'm tired of winter, you know. Uh, and I'm like Yeah, I lived in New Snow York and Nebraska, ice. so Yeah, I get you that. get it, right? Yeah. It's just like I was man,
1: curious what brought you both because you were both Midwest, right? You right. and your brother were both out there. What what brought what made you decide Atlanta was the place to, to be?
4: Yeah, I, so you know, I, I my brother lived here uh, 10 years before I moved here, you know, and and we'd come to visit and it was always looking around, you know, being a beer person and being in the beer industry, I was like, let's go check out the local breweries. And, I, you know, I remember going to Sweetwater and a couple other places. I'm like, what is this tour business? Like, Uh this is backwards,
3: you know? (laughs) I'd forgot about those, man. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just just like, what do you mean? I
4: (laughs) I can't get a full beer, but you're giving me a pint glass? Like, what what is going on here? So we kind of looked into it and I'm like, well, but you've got thousands of people moving here from everywhere in the country and everyone's got a taste for beer and they want to rep some of those experiences they've had of where they come from, so I was like, man, well, let's get in now. These laws are going to change. You know, people are going to evolve. So,
3: you know, speaking let's do of this. that, the laws changed as you guys were in process yeah. with your brewery. Because when we originally talked, you guys were looking, I think it may be a smaller location up in Roswell, we or were something along yeah, those lines. Absolutely. So. How did that impact with the laws changing as you were kind of in motion there? How did that impact your plans and and what you did with your brewery?
4: Yeah, you know so it was interesting. You know, we looked around at Monday Night and a few other ones and it's like, you know, all right, to, to make it in the Georgia market, you got to have a 30 barrel system. You better be, you know, ready to do volume, you know? And then the law changed in, you know, 2017 and she's like, "Well, you could make a viable option for a 10 barrel system selling across the bar." Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I still went with the 30. Because I'm kind of like, well, if I can fill it with a 10, I should be able to fill it with a 30, right? So I'm I'm glad, you know, I got the equipment that we did. We ended up getting it used from a a buddy of mine in Colorado who I used to work with uh, in the San Francisco area. And, you know, I've been super happy with it. But we also kind of were a little hesitant, right? Because it was like there was rumors of the law changing, but I didn't want to give up on that equipment. And, like, you know, those things had failed in the past, right? So we were like, maybe they change, maybe they don't. So.
3: Yeah. Um, and it's and you really especially in Georgia, and I imagine this is becoming true anywhere, you want to be you you want your brewery to be where the magic happens sure. because man, those shelves are crowded. They're crowded and it's it's really hard, you know, especially if you could go outside of your home area, yeah. you know, to to get noticed. There's some really popular beers here. That I've heard of them launching in other states, and they just they set on shelves, you know, because yeah, they don't have the that, local choice. They don't have a yeah. local choice there. So,
1: and there's interestingly some of the larger uh, breweries that are expanding. They they've gone away from some of their models to going into putting like little local tap rooms to get a engender that local spirit, that local feeling. So they're right. they're servicing those people in a smaller area instead of just going with a giant push into a state. So right. I've heard about that you know, over the past couple of years, considering how the industry's changed. Of course, every is different with the, yeah, the pandemic. Yeah. So, and yeah. for
3: those that aren't aware, the laws and stuff that we're check- talking about in the tours that you were talking about, it was back 2015 we had a small change, and then 2017, yeah. but used to be in Georgia, you could only do a tour in tasting. What was it, 32 ounces, 36 Something like yeah. that, thirty-six ounces that you could get as samples, and it had to be free. They could they right. could sell you that pint glass, it was you a fifteen dollars pint glass, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's it. You know, we couldn't do any direct sales that. And then in 2015, it changed to where they could sell the souvenir packages. Right. So yeah. kind of an interim thing there. And then in 2017, we finally got the actual direct sales. And we were looking. I think we've got what do we say, 124, 144 breweries. Across the in, state, now. yeah, in the 130, yeah. 140 range. So I we've would almost imagine. tripled yeah. since that yeah, 2015 right. time frame there, and uh, you know, and there are a lot of breweries that are having great success doing sales directly from their taproom.
1: This just gotta sound so crazy from anybody outside the state. You had to do what to yes. sell beer? Yes. So many people. Just, I mean, we're one of a few that have these the weird law like that. Did you but... have bars in your state? Oh yeah, we had bars. So you I, just yeah. couldn't buy beer at the place That's that makes that. them. Yeah, you know, weird crazy. laws
3: everywhere though, man. Sure enough.
1: I heard that in addition to brewing before this, you actually were a chef for a while, right? Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah I went to culinary school. I was a professional chef for 10 years before fully making beer my career yeah
1: so why did you go from uh, food and just narrowing it down to just beer I guess because beer is kind of a, a subset of just chefing in general yes
4: it is I mean, in a way I, I used to make food for people now I make food for yeast right and then and still feeding stuff I'm right? still feeding stuff you know and cooking and brewing are, are roughly the same so I take a chef approach to to how I, I cook and yeast don't I complain brew. very
1: much either. They they will eat any kind of sugar you put in front of them. And, Absolutely, you know, and they
4: can be your best friend.
3: You treat them right, you know. They'll take care of you. Kind of yeast thing. will complain. You'll know it when you pick the glass. Oh, up that's there a good point.
1: But yeah. at least it won't be on Yelp, you know, or that's whatever. Right. So yeah, yeast Yelp. Huh? <laughs> it's like, I didn't get a free whatever with this. I'm like, don't so, they know who yeah. I am? I'm famous on Instagram. Come on. Anyway. So, with your culinary background, did you? Why didn't you guys like put a
3: restaurant? Is there plans maybe to get a restaurant in? in I the mean, future?
4: Uh, restaurants in the hospitality world is in my blood. I would probably maybe you know think about that okay. at one point. I, th- I think initially I was kind of jaded on. Oh, I was, so I was, I was in say, fine dining, sir. you know, in okay. two thousand nine in the San Francisco area. You couldn't give away fine dining, you know, okay. and it was it was super tough. So I, I pretty much pivoted to getting into beer, which I'd been a home brewer for like I know, fourteen years before I actually became yeah. a professional brewer. So. It was kind of a a cool transition for me.
3: Okay, good stuff. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys radio show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon to talk more with Steady Hand Beer Company. You know we love good beer, and Athletic Brewing makes non-alcoholic beer that stands shoulder to shoulder with their boozy brethren. With a fraction of the calories and certified organic, it's a great beer to enjoy anytime.
1: Athletics got new brews like Cerveza Atletica just in time for summer. Check out the full selection at athleticbrewing.com. Use code BG25 for 25% off your first order and U.S. customers get free nationwide shipping. Athletic Brewing, brew without compromise.
2: follow the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram i believe you have my stapler now back to the beer guys radio show
1: Welcome back to Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout-out to one of our great radio affiliates, WBQO 93.7 FM in Brunswick, Georgia. Catch Beer Guys Radio on WBQO every Sunday at 1 p.m. local time. Now let's get back to Steady Hand Beer Company.
3: Brian, we're going to talk to you more about Steady Hand, but I made a promise in the last segment that I want to fulfill real quick. We talked about the Ice Bucket Challenge. Right, right. So we did look up that information there. It says, by percentage, 67% of all funds, went to research they said that's about 77 million dollars they give some other breakdowns there but the big thing is uh, i was incorrect they haven't had a breakthrough but they said it extremely accelerated the uh, research for als uh, more funding to projects more research happening uh, more dollars leveraged and they said that researchers say they're getting closer to a breakthrough so it sounds like they've made progress and uh, the ice bucket challenge helped man so good stuff.
1: Like if they haven't awesome. found a cure, they found things that they didn't know didn't work. Now right. they know it didn't work. So working they look towards, other working things towards it. That might work. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Brian,
3: uh, we're going to jump into a crazy topic here. We're gonna, how about we talk about bees and mushrooms? Yeah. These two things. So yeah. I saw you have a hive at the brewery, correct? We do. Yeah. Have you got, have you brewed with, with honey from your hive yet? No, we haven't. So, uh, you know, a lot of people
4: have a quarantine hobby. Um, sure, sure. Yeah. We didn't quarantine or anything, but I still picked up a hobby, and that's beekeeping. Okay. Uh, so this is actually one of our kind of charitable partnerships. Uh, a friend of mine has this uh, charity for vets with PTSD, and he teaches them to become beekeepers, like a honey operation or you know, do kind of a, an ag grant sort of farming kind of thing. Huh. Um So he did a wild capture of these bees, gave me this hive, and I thought he was going to run it, and he was like, no, dude, it's all you. Your, this is yours now this so, is you, you are um, now a beekeeper i'm a beekeeper so okay. i got the little smoker out there and you know i'm keeping after these bees i feed them every weekend and check on them and How, what do you feed them i give them sugar water okay that's yeah, actually, i right. wondered if that was it so I in guess the that's basically time,
1: what they're pulling out of the plants is like right. a nectar yeah. sugar water right, yeah. right.
4: so we, we installed the hive uh mid-march uh march and April they're going out and they're getting flowers so right. i don't need to feed them Throughout the summer, I give them sugar water every Saturday. Do bees hibernate
3: or go dormant or anything? So I just months? found
4: this out. They apparently get into the hive in a giant ball, and they all hang out for warmth. Okay. And they feed on their food storage for the winter.
1: I've heard that when they're doing Until that. Until you take it to make beer with it, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So in okay. springtime,
4: we'll, we'll pull some honey. I'll leave half for the bees. Cool. And
3: keep the hive going. Now, how many hives do you have to have before it becomes an apiary? Because... Brian and I both really like the word apiary. I think one. One. Okay, so you have an apiary. That's the way we're going to refer to it Yeah.
1: I want to reiterate my disappointment. There are no monkeys or apes apes involved in in an apiary. Not a single one. Yeah. So, how much honey are they producing? Is it something you can collect, or do you have to yeah. wait and do a, some sort of a honeycomb harvest? I don't know how any of that yeah, works. Yeah, so
4: the springtime, we'll we'll harvest the combs, we'll kind of spin it and, you know, kind of filter it out a little bit. We expect to get about 100 pounds of honey in the spring. Okay. So, that'll be enough to do a beer, and then uh, some of the proceeds of the beer will go back to my buddy Tim's charity. So, it's Doc's Healing Hives. That's he's awesome. He's got okay. a lot up north, yeah. and they're, you know, he's doing a lot of educational programs, and- it's just all-around good stuff that he does.
3: You know, you talked about him teaching that to people with PTSD. That seems like a really chill hobby. If you, yeah. I mean, as long as you don't get stung, right. you know, Absolutely. if you're just hanging it, out
4: there. It, I think that's, you know, the big driving force behind what he's trying to do is, you know, give people a calming and, and a peaceful way to, to make a living and, and do something beneficial, you know, because we, we need bees for agriculture. Right. Know? And yeah. I make an agricultural product. So, we're, you know, we're trying to close the loop and learn a little bit about where our food system comes from.
3: Now, I saw on Brian's least favorite app in the world, TikTok, there's this lady in Florida that's a beekeeper, and she does bee rescues and all this stuff. But uh, she's a pretty attractive lady, so people watch her bee videos because okay, of that. Sure. And, but she's like going in there with no guard on her or anything and just like picking up masses of bees, and it makes it look like unless you really provoke these things, honeybees are pretty chill. So they yeah. just, you know, it's like, look, you have to know you don't want to do this or that, but you can get in their hive and do this and move around. And pretty much they're just going to keep doing bee stuff as long as you don't, you know, provoke yeah. them. Right. For sure. I mean, they smell your fear. Right. Yeah. So if you're chill, they're pretty chill. The
4: only caveat is you don't walk in front of the right hand side of the hive.
3: Really? Why is that?
4: I, I made that it? mistake. And also you don't wear black. They think you're a bear. Oh, no, tear you up.
3: All right. So I got stung about 10 times,
4: and I made that mistake once, and- I put the suit on. now. No, the chilled, suits but... are white,
1: right? Yeah, the no, suits I are all not white. I am not a bear. I am not a bear. I'm so Winnie the Pooh got away with eating all that honey because he is not a black bear. Little he was bear. a very beige, a very right. fair bear. Yeah, right. that's how he got away with it. We're learning so They're, much. Today. Bees are not very smart, but uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I do enjoy wearing black. I would get eaten alive. I think. So. I do. I wear What's yeah. the the in front of the right side of the hive?
4: Yeah, so that's their entrance and exit, and it's oh. pretty cool to sit there and just kind of watch them. Do their thing, so they have this little flight pattern. and They leave the hive and they return to that exact same spot. And you'll see a few bees that kind of hang around the front of the hive, and they're the new bees that were born. They're still learning how to fly, so they'll sit oh. there and watch the other bees until they figure out the flight pattern. And then they join the group, and it's just this constant working thing where they're making
1: honey, they're making bees. So you stay out of the, their road, their highway of in, yeah. As long as you do that, they're cool with you, like, right? Yeah, reach in, grab a little honey, no big deal. Don't yeah. mess
3: with the program, man. Don't, mess, Don't program. mess
1: with
4: the program. They know better than yeah. I do. I, I sprinkle cinnamon to keep the ants away i feed them sugar i let them do their
3: thing okay you know i've seen different documentaries on bees and and other insects and it really is amazing the society that they have you know the things that go there i've seen the bees before like one time a giant wasp got in a hive and it it like kicked one bee's butt and as soon as it like hurt this other bee they're like a ball on that wasp, just, you know, oh, ganging yeah. up on them. And I saw another thing with ants. You, you mentioned keeping the ants away from them, but it was two different species of ants, like a smaller, like red ant and these big black ants, but they were both working in the same area and they both made these lines of like, like they're joined arm in arm watching each other. Like you don't, crawl, like these lines are looking at each other and behind them, all the workers are doing their thing. I was like, it's, it's amazing that these little insects a have this. A demilitarized zone. Yes, between, exactly. Right? Like the ants. little
1: ant DMZ there. Well, you know what? We mentioned mushrooms before, and I am fascinated with mushrooms, know very little about them other than my wife likes to bring them home and cook them a lot, and I like to eat them, so I've heard good things about them. Do you go out foraging a lot in, oh, the, quite a in bit. Georgia? Yeah. Okay. yeah, mostly
4: for chanterelles. Yeah. Okay. We make a couple mushroom beers, too. We were going to ask if you'd put some. Uh, yeah. yeah. In it, yeah.
1: So which which beers? What kind of style uh, of beer would you we put We did
4: there? an apricot and chanterelle beer last fall. Interesting. Um, uh, so when you smell fresh chanterelles, when you're just about to pick them, they have this beautiful apricot kind of perfume. I to no them. idea. Okay. Um, so I mean, the only issue with chanterelles is cleaning them. You know, they're a giant pain to get all the little bits out of there. Okay. But the flavor is amazing. We do another one. It's a porter with uh, candy cap mushrooms. And they smell like warm maple syrup. It's a beautiful aroma. I'm I honestly
3: had no idea that mushrooms had these different. I mean, I eat mushrooms every. T- the the ones that I know are portobellos. You know, just the white button mushrooms and then uh um, Morels, right? Morels. Yeah. yeah. Do good. you forage morels? i do yeah we're uh, gonna we want you to show us all your spots yeah. that's, uh, oh, right i'm sure yeah. that's gonna that's happen a, i was yeah, gonna yeah. ask him yeah. are you
1: super protective of your spots or can we get a little mark on a map of have they're all at. yeah, yeah
4: <laughs> I, I you know growing up in the midwest my grandparents were big mushroom hunters okay. and you know and it's uh you know the, everyone has their own little signs right in the forest you'd be like this is you know growing by this date, then you're good you know and the, the mushrooms around here and there's some mythic lore type around you right. know, it's a, sure. that's the beauty of it right and yeah, it's funny. Like I, I'm kind of like, well, if you're willing to spend the day in the woods with me, I'll show you where you pick okay. them. because they move, right? And it's uh-huh. they have their own mind, you know.
3: I've looked up, you know, information on like the places where they are likely to be found, but I haven't got out and I, you know, had a buddy that posted a thing where he got, you know, a huge haul of oreos, and I, and the next time I saw him, I was like, dude, that looks great. I'd love to go with you sometime and harvest some. And he just laughed at me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like, dude, I'm not M- showing most you. Most people I'm will not. Right. Yes, will they're, not do they're, that. they're highly guarded there for sure.
1: Well, before we end the segment, uh, Baratza, we're drinking this. We've been drinking yes. this the entire time. What on earth is a, a, a quince?
4: Quince is uh, it's a relative of the apple family. And uh, if you get a raw quince, they're terribly fibrous and bitter. But if you cook them down, they have this beautiful jammy berry note, and it's typically served uh, with cheese, very common in Spain. Okay. And being a relative of the apple, we kind of want to play the two flavors against it. So it's northern spy apples and quince in a it's sour tasted. package i yeah. enjoy it it's, yeah. nice. it's the, very nice the, the sour is light which i'm cool with
3: a tartness yeah. you know
4: yeah so. i mean we, we call it a tart weed ale uh, yeah. a lot of the malic acid that comes from the apple fermentation really softens the, the the bite uh the ph is is pretty in line with the sour beer but i, I think the palate wise it's very soft
1: it is it's, it's really yeah, nice it's i really enjoy this
3: i do yeah. too quite tasty you're listening to the beer guys radio show we need to take another break but we'll be back very soon with more from steady hand beer company
1: If you love beer, barbecue, and football, then The Nest in Kennesaw, Georgia is the place to get your fix. Featuring 48 taps, including unique and rare craft beers, wine, and more. Plus, some of the best barbecue around. The spacious patio is a great place to catch the games this fall where you can cheer on your team while you enjoy some wings. And don't forget about the delicious pork and chicken, and my personal favorite, the nachos. Remember, for the best in craft beer and barbecue, make your home at The Nest in Kennesaw, Georgia.
2: Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show.
1: If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash Guys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guy swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to Steady Hand Beer Company. Steady Hand
3: Beer Company, and beer being the functional part there, we've talked about a lot yes. of stuff. We've talked about mushrooms. Right. We've talked about collaborations. We've talked and about bees. bees. Apiaries. Bees. Yeah, bees. Uh, let's talk some about your beer, man. Let's talk do a little it. bit more. We've brushed on kind of the ones that we're drinking here, but uh, you have a project you call the Liquid Lab. It's, yes. That's your R&D series. Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the stuff
4: we do, where well, we're trying to figure out where a beer goes, you know, we'll do a one barrel batch out of the tap room and really just try to like get people's feedback. And and the liquid lab thing was kind of like, well, let's see if we can engage people a little bit more and let us know what they think about it. You know, cause each, each week I was putting on maybe one or two different beers of stuff. I'm still just kind of working through the kinks of, and I wanted to see kind of like, well, how, how, you know, what did people? What was the response? Right? Did people like it? Did it sell pretty quickly? And the fruited sours for us sold like crazy this right. past year. Yeah. I mean, you guys had the tapache, so pineapple yes. and ginger sour. Yep. And that's based on stuff that I just fermented home.
3: Did you do that like you would do a home batch? Did you put pineapple in and and the Mexican sugar cones in there and stuff? So I didn't do the Mexican sugar cone. Uh, we did
4: ginger. Uh, you know, but that's one where like I'd like to get the you know the actual like uh, piencio
3: and or, like do the whole right, thing. That, um, yeah.
4: So we'll probably do that when we you know, take that it out to a larger batch. That was fantastic,
3: man. I love that so much. That was yeah. super good. Oh, awesome.
1: Yeah. And, it, and on Untapped, it was like the fourth most popular, the highest rated uh, uh, beer in yeah. quotes. Yeah. I don't, that was good. What, what was in it? Was Were there any grains? I mean, how Yeah, that, I mean, it, okay. was, it was
4: still a beer base, but I, okay. I, I think the fun part about it was the sourness and the fruit notes from the pineapple and the ginger kind of almost, like, blur those lines between a beer and just a ferment, you know? So it's like I, I fermented tapache at home just as a, as a drink with, you know, pineapple skins right, and, sure. you know, and, and cinnamon and brown sugar and ginger. Uh, and I make kombucha, too. And it's just like, well, those are all products of fermentation. Can we take some of those cool flavors and, and how do we work those through to, you know, some of those other beers? Sure. And sometimes it helps, like, just do one barrel. Like, all right, it's low risk. Do right. people like this or...
3: That's the great thing about being able to serve from the brewery. You can oh, get them in sure. there in the tap room, you can do that one barrel and say, Hey, what do people think about this? Right. And you're like so since they really love that, we're gonna see more of that oh, with, absolutely. in the future. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's the that's the beauty of the liquid lab, is is kind of like letting people
4: help us decide what goes on the release calendar for next year.
3: Okay. You know? will, will all the beers have code names? Yeah, I think that's lab? something
4: we're gonna start. So the first one is a uh, code name snack cake. And that's uh, an Amberana Wood aged Stout with coconut and cacao nibs. Okay, so there's this All beautiful right. cinnamon and baking spice notes, uh, as well as the chocolate and
1: coconut. So, so does that come from the Amberana wood? Yeah, the, the cinnamon notes. Yeah. Have you used that before? Or is yeah, so we've used, used it. Eggs? This
4: is our third time using it. Oh, okay. And I, I've just been fascinated with the depth that you can get, you know, in certain beers with that wood. You know, different than you could get from a barrel. We've encountered right. it a
1: few times. Every now and then it sure. comes up. It's,
4: you know yeah. what I was
3: just thinking? You know how some breweries have done things like they'll do um, a stout? Terrapin did this and a couple others where they did one base stout with four different coffees. Oh, yeah. I would love to see a beer yeah. like a four-pack or a six-pack, however much you could do, where it's each different woods. Different four wood, different yeah. Yeah. Of, woods, and, and sure. see And you know, see what they – because we had uh, – over the weekend we drank a Cigar City White Oak High Life. Yeah, and the wood notes in that are just—it's so interesting and different. Oh, and for it's sure, nice. We all know bourbon and oak, you
1: know. We we all know that. It could be like right? a golf pack. How many woods are in a golf set? I, I forget <laughs> What? It's you know like when your your golf clubs or you have your woods. So I'm like, how many is there? Eight? Like eight? one through eight or three through eight or something like that you could you could have it like a golf pack you know it's so like you have that whole thing where you take that same base beer and apply that because you know there's going to be that many w- different woods or woods aged in different spirits so you've got i mean the world is your oyster did i
3: miss something with the relation to the golf or was it just because golf has woods?
1: yes golf has woods and
3: you're talking okay. about
1: mixed woods and i'm I like see. well what else has mixed woods a golf bag does Okay. They have different points to them, but Man, know. he's really stretching for that one, don't you? Yeah, think? a little bit. It's a bit of a stretch. Oh, yeah. come uh, on. You okay. know you we were can workshop this a bit. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll <laughs> work on it. It's uh, we appreciate your input, Brian. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's more appreciation than I typically get That's for my it, really man. bad ideas. Good, yes. So.
3: Yeah. We've tried some great stuff, like you mentioned. You know, go there to the tap room, we really enjoy what you've got there. But uh what's coming up in the future, man? What's uh what's next for steady hand?
4: Yeah, I you know, I think uh we've had some good success with our lager program. We're gonna continue to expand that. You You guys had the Confirm Humanity. Uh, We'll we'll see that in a a larger format next year. And I think a lot of the stuff that we had planned for 2020 is just going to get pushed on to 2021. And we're just going to go pretty aggressive, pretty heavy with the stuff that we enjoyed doing and make it bigger. You know, the fruited sours, more IPAs, more lagers, more stouts, all the stuff that we've enjoyed making over the past couple of years.
1: So something that I've been wondering about since I was looking through all your beers on Untapped, I noticed that they all max out at nine percent ABV. Is that intentional? Is there a reason you haven't gone beyond that? Is it hard to maintain balance? Because I know you have a a thing for balance. In I have a
4: thing for balance. You know, for me, I think for the culinary background, if you go above nine percent alcohol. For my brewing style, you really have to justify that additional alcohol. You know, you guys have had the flower business, you know, that double IPA where the alcohol comes across as a little bit sweet and it does really balance the flavor. Even though that's a fairly dry, low residual sugar double IPA, I think for us that 9% is kind of like my little threshold where things can go out of balance and things can get a little weird there. Uh, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't go above it, but currently I think I really appreciate that sweetness of the alcohol as an additional seasoning kind of thing or a little flavor that I can play with. Sure.
1: And I think we workshopped an idea that would be perfect for that. It would be a, some sort of a tiki-themed beer, and we would call it booze hookah. Booze uh, hookah. Yeah, booze yeah. Hookah. I believe that's it. Yeah. Right. And it's got to shoot for double digits. We've got to make it into double digits with sure. booze hookah. Tiki? Yeah, There's a way I to do so. it.
4: You know, it's just, you know, we can figure that out. Right. Multiple I'm, straws. It can happen.
1: Yeah, Multiple straws. Each beer comes with at least four straws. At least four straws in yeah. a giant bowl. Yes. Well, they've got got those, well, they've got those
3: mini kegs. You guys actually do the mini kegs. See? We did. So and that so, will be the serving size for this beer. That was
4: our part of COVID thing. Is like, yeah. all right, it's like we got to sell beer to go. And I got a ton of fun stuff that is one barrel at a time in the tap room, and I can't can it. Right. So I got as many German right. mini kegs as I could, and we See? were just literally filling like. Fun mini kegs each
3: weekend yeah because although our laws have changed here in georgia we do still have our limitation how many ounces does that 244 get? ounces okay. is we're limited do, to yeah. or is it 244 288 it's one
4: of those two i think it's yeah. a case check a my case math. of 12 yeah. ounces yeah, yeah it's so. a case of 12 ounces. so you know the mini kegs yeah. are 169 ounces five See? liters you're there you know, that's what you can do right but it That'd was is enough thing like you know your backyard party, your, right. your social distance. You everybody there, got a little fun little set. keg. Yeah.
3: We saw another brewery that did one recently, and it's it's so tempting to do that because we try a bunch of different beers in that. But, you know, you get one that's good, man. Just get you a little keg. Like I said, having right. a backyard party, barbecue or whatever, get a little keg and go to yeah. town. Yeah,
1: I want a mini keg with a slow pour tap on it. That's what I want. Like I, filled, think, they, I think
3: as a product of design, they're slower pour Oh, taps, I guess right. they would
1: so. be, wouldn't they? Well, side pull. Is it side pull? Because do they yeah. do that? No, it's... It's still the... It's like a quarter turn. It's kind of close. Okay. All right. I
4: don't know if you could get a full, like, Maliko pour out of a...
1: Yeah, I'm looking. For, I'm looking for that. I'm looking. Brian's shaking
3: port. the mini keg to froth it That's up, right. trying to right. get that yeah. foamy head out of there. So a, a much
1: younger Brian did accidentally shake a keg that he was responsible for tapping, and I, see. it was embarrassing. They didn't realize that they were getting slow port beer. It was a luxury, and you, were time, was, you were ahead I of your time, Brian. You were ahead of your time. Yeah, you know something we haven't touched on. We probably should. You just dropped the uh, the 2020 tangerine flower business yeah. dip uh, recently, like at yes. the beginning of this month. So yeah, we did, yeah, for sure. Tell us about that, man.
4: Obviously, Flower Businesses is one of our core double IPAs, and we wanted to play up some of that citrus notes to it. Every year we've released the—or two years in a row now, we've released the tangerine. Each year it's been a little bit different. So I changed the hops up each time. Uh, the fruit notes were much stronger this year. It's a little bit more acidic. But at 9% alcohol, it's dangerously drinkable, you know, and it's one of those ones where the alcohol— You'll
3: find out soon, and have a couple, yeah, you'll find yeah, out Yeah, absolutely. Like, right?
4: I, I know it's 9%, and I still get yeah. myself in trouble, you know, right. and it's— but it's one of, you know, go back to your point about the, the sweetness of, like, that's a positive flavor component of that beer. And at 7.5%, maybe it wouldn't be the same.
3: That's true. We've dabbled in non-alcoholic beers, you know, especially as I called it my doctor's orders series. for yes. drinking drinking the non-alcoholic beers. And one of the hardest things there is whether or not you taste the alcohol, that is a flavor component of the beer. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, it does make a difference. Even if it doesn't taste boozy, that impacts it. And I think that's one thing that – uh probably brewers struggle with, especially beers that are intended to have, either on the very low end, like a real clear – pilsner type of beer or on the higher end i think that's the struggle with them to get it to taste you know in that line
1: you certainly notice it when it's not there i mean i yeah. sometimes don't think about it because it's not a huge factor but yeah I like it contributes to body contributes to flavor it contributes to a lot of things and when it's gone what are you filling in that gap and sometimes nothing is sometimes there nothing sometimes nothing there. is what you get
3: there's an empty hole in your heart where the beers <laughs> right. used to be i man. feel a vacuum where the beers <laughs> yeah, used to be right. Absolutely. So,
1: if people want to keep up with what is happening with Steady Hand, where should they go?
4: Uh, follow us on Instagram. We're uh, Steady Hand Beer underscore Co. Check all us right. out on Facebook. Check us out our website. Come by the Tap Room. Uh, we post about all the events we've got going on, uh, new beers that drop.
3: Come check us out. Easy way to do it. Brian, thank you so much for joining us, man. So, thanks for having me. a great conversation. We really appreciate it. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk to Six Point Brewery. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers.
0: Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, Your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Dukes is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang.